Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Dana, of the To Be Dana podcast. This journey is a testament to young women like myself that we don't have to have it all figured out in our 20s. This space is a reminder that there is enough time to do everything we want in this life if we just stay present and stay focused. First episode, we're doing this. Wow. (laughs) This is so scary to me, but I'm so happy I get to do it because this is something like, you know, it makes more sense to me that I get to, you know, sit in my pajamas and just talk and not have to worry about, you know, you know, dressing up or like trying to make sure I look decent on camera. This is like so easy, but I'm so glad I get to do this and I get to share this with you all because this is something I want to do. And I feel like I've developed enough topics and I feel like I have the voice to really bring substance to you all and topics and um, ideas that I think we can all agree on, or at least most of us can. But to get started with what I want to discuss, it's going to be about internalized misogyny and misogyny in general. So how I really brought up this topic for today is because of a recent incident, uh, yesterday, which would be, what was that? Friday? Saturday? Saturday. Okay. Yeah. Saturday, which was yesterday, I went to a party last night and it went really well. It was such a great time. I spent time with my uh, boyfriend and I met all his friends and it was just a really great time. And towards the end, which is about like 2 a.m., we start noticing that there's this um, heated discussion going on behind us. And, you know, Timothy gets up and his sister comes around and we're like, okay, what's going on? And just to give you a synopsis, basically this um, piece of crap, shitty man, basically, we're going to call him that boy, essentially, he groped a couple of girls at this party. Like it had gone so well. Everyone was having a grand time until he decided that he wanted to harass some girls. And thank goodness one of them didn't tolerate it because I, one, wasn't completely aware of the situation at the time. So I'm glad that she took responsibility and, you know, called him out on his bullshit. So that's what really started the night. And then eventually, you know, everyone had to leave because it was getting too much and everyone needed to leave the the space that we were at because, you know, it just wasn't going to be tolerated here at all. And eventually everyone left. But after everyone left, they got a bit more tense because everyone was outside and everyone was grouped around and, you know, friends were starting to instigate and it just got into a whole ordeal. So I eventually uh, followed Timothy out, which is my boyfriend. He uh, was trying to keep the groping, disgusting boy away from, you know, the girls that he had uh, harassed because they were also livid and valid in their emotions to be mad at him. And he was upset that, you know, they were being uh, ugly to him in, in regards to like verbal communication. And for me, I just don't tolerate it at all. So I, I commend them for being upfront and telling them how, you know, they felt about it because it, they need to know. They really do. And so that got a bit weird, but because he was starting to get really angry and you can see in his face that he was ready to, you know, beat up a woman for, you know, being angry at something that they should be mad about. And that's what really um, 
triggered this point in my, uh, like this like realization that I had been through this situation before. I've been in the situation where, you know, women, they often feel like they have to dim themselves down to not cause too much trouble. And that's why I was so grateful that she did, but it just showed that, you know, they get angry too over something that is completely valid to be mad and to be upset about, you know, being touched unnecessarily and without permission and consent. And it's just, I don't tolerate it. So me like reflecting on my own past and my own friendships where, you know, my friends were experiencing the same things and they weren't able to speak on how they felt and they had held it in. And I just wanted to make sure that this was going to be a space where we can touch on that and how we can, uh, as a community, you know, start teaching men to respect women because the bottom line, there is not, there's not enough protection out there to tell, like, to really uh, protect us from men. It needs to be where men need to be taught how to respect women. There's, I don't need to keep carrying around a, a pepper spray bottle or a knife with me at night just because, you know, men don't know how to treat women. Men need to learn how to treat women so I don't have to do that. I shouldn't have to be inconvenienced. But essentially, I... Part, being part of the situation, I wanted to help just like very just move everyone out because everyone needed to go home. And me, I decided to just move one of the instigators out and I happened to be in the line of fire and I got punched in the face. I wasn't particularly mad about that. The only thing I was particularly mad about is that the girl that punched me in the face, she was in favor of the guy who attacked the woman. And it just baffled me. And I was like, why... Why does this happen? Why do we feel like we can protect these guys just because they're our friends and not realize that their toxicity really can impact a woman's life for the rest of their life? Because it does. And it's so aggravating that it does. And I just wanted to really address those two points of misogyny and internalize misogyny in this podcast episode because they're things that everyone needs to address, whether you're a woman or a man and a boy or a girl or anything like that. Because it affects how, you know, women grow up and it affects how uh, little boys understand how to treat women and they need to treat women like they are people instead of objects and things to be toyed around with. And women need to understand that they have value and they are worth the life that they have and they have the right to stand up for themselves and to assert themselves. So to get into that, that was the main story summary. Everyone cleared out and, you know, everyone went home and it was just like we had a like, discussion, me and Timothy, about it and we had come to the realization that it was just something that, you know, a lot of people don't discuss and a lot of people don't want to, you know, uncover within themselves because that means looking at themselves and dropping their pride and their ego to, you know, understand that this is something that has been affecting them and affecting their community of people and causing oppression within their own minority community. So how do we define misogyny? Essentially, it's the hatred of, contempt for, or prejudice against women or girls. It happens everywhere. There is no, you know, it doesn't, it's not just one race, it's not just, uh, you know, an age range. It literally happens to a lot of women and it's so disgusting. It really is. I deal with it every day. If, if in minor, you know, microaggressions or in, you know, these big schemes where they just like honk at me on the car and follow me down the street or they're just, you know, following, like walking behind me and expecting me to reply to them for a compliment. And when I don't, they just continue to walk with me down the street. And it's like, why do y'all think this is okay? 
I don't understand. And then there's internalized misogyny, which is, I think is even worse because it's women who believe they are inferior to men. And these can look like looking down on women, you know, for decisions that they make or slut shaming or sexist references, like, you know, calling a girl dramatic just because, you know, she's explaining, she's uh, standing up for herself and being assertive or calling her emotional or saying she's got too much makeup on and saying that she's too feminine and she's, and she's just like succumbing to this, you know, role or saying that she's like a stay-at-home mom just because she likes to cook and clean. It's just little things like that that like build up to, you know, sway a woman from her own community as a woman to support women in her own life. And I think that's so prevalent now to, you know, feel like, especially at a young age, especially at the, the ages of the people that I was around at the party, that they feel like they don't have enough value within themselves to assert themselves and to see that they have this beautiful, amazing, you know, personality and uniqueness to them that they don't have to listen to men or even view men as this like trophy because they're not, they're so replaceable. And that's what they need to understand. Men are the replaceable ones. Women are so strong and they're so beautiful and they know exactly what they are. And we are just so powerful in everything that they are. And I just wish more women would understand that because men, they need us. They do. They would be nothing without us. And that's why they try to control us and try to manipulate us because that's all they're good for, <laughs> majority of them. And we're not going to say, you know, the all men bullshit because it just, you know, diminishes the experiences of the women. But instead of saying that, we need to say, men, fix your shit and teach other, teach the people, teach the guys in your community to fix your shit because we're done, you know, trying to protect ourselves and trying to explain to men that we deal with this shit every single day and nothing's changing and it needs to be changed so that we can live the life that we want. Point blank. <laughs> so another point I wanted to talk about is like, where are these things common? I think I addressed it a little bit, but it's like women who grew up without a sense of self, which is ideal. If you didn't grow up knowing how much you're worth or who you are, because that can be difficult, especially when you're like a teenager, you don't really know who you are, but if you have some type of sense of like self, you have a better chance of not, you know, falling under internalized misogyny and falling under the idea that men are this thing you can put on a pedestal and that it's something that you need to reach and something that you need to obtain. And it's also men who were taught to, you know, exemplify that inferiority in women. Like they're taught as a young age that, you know, women are, you know, inferior and they're weak and they're fragile and they're emotional. And they have these um, ideas placed into their heads about who we are as women. And then they grow up thinking that they can just manipulate and, you know, treat us like shit. And it's not cool. And it's, it's a cycle. You, you know, you grow up and you're like, okay, you're going to get married to men. And, you know, that's the like ideal point in your life. So you just live your life, like thinking that you have to succumb and you have to follow these, you know, rules just so you can appeal to them. But if we reverse the narrative... If you take a hold of your life, you're going to meet someone that's also going to respect that. You may go through a bunch of, you know, crap, you know, crappy men along the way. But the important thing is, is to build, you know, a sense of self. In regards to internalized misogyny, I feel like it's heavily in the minority community. 
I feel like, especially in the black community, I've seen it way too often that, you know, especially in regards to black women, they don't really treat us like we are as valid as other women. And we're often seen as like the lowest, most undesirable woman in, you know, America and probably the world, honestly. No, not really. Because Jesus, uh, interracial couples around the world are just beautiful and they tend to treat us better. But particularly in the United States, I've just noticed that there's a consistent cycle of treating black women like they are nothing and like they are too aggressive and too much, essentially, that they don't deserve respect from men. And it's not true. And I despise it. Just taking it back to the situation where I intervened, I wanted to touch on that because this is the first time I actually intervened in a situation where I felt inclined to. Oftentimes I would avoid conflict at all costs just to avoid, you know, being inconvenienced or being in the, you know, <laughs> line of fire. But I wanted to explain why I decided to intervene this time. And I felt like it was because I was a part of clearing out this party. Like I had to go home and Timothy had to go to work. So it was essentially, I, yeah, I needed to make sure that everyone got home safe and everyone needed to get out in a decent amount of time. So that way, you know, everyone could go and everyone could start cleaning up and things could go smoothly. So that essentially was my, my reason for like getting into the situation. And then I also don't tolerate shitty men anymore. I really don't. I think the me, you know, seven years ago, probably would have just watched and felt like crap later because I didn't really have a sense of who I was. And I always like really put men on a pedestal. And I felt like that was where my goals led. It, it was finding the perfect guy and I would do anything for it. And now being this autonomous figure, I've come to the point where I don't tolerate it and oftentimes I let men know I mean there are going to be times where I just know that you know intervening can cause too much like especially with the situation with the girl he was ready to fight her and I just I felt really sick you know understanding that but at this point it was just not tolerable and me seeing it firsthand like in front of me just brought back a lot of the repression that I you know had experience with my friends who had never told me about, you know, their pain and their uh, sexual abuse and their sexual assaults until years later. And I had enough. And just speaking about his anger again, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't fathom that he would be ready to fight a girl because she stood up for herself. Do you, do you understand how blasphemous this is? Like, it's ridiculous. And I can't, I can't imagine that there's, you know, this happens way too often. There are girls who literally get raped because they say no. And they say they deny and they like stand up for themselves. And it's like, I can't believe this. I, I saw it like firsthand. I saw it and I could not believe it. So I had to do something. I needed to at least disintegrate the situation in the best way I could. So that way I wouldn't, you know, get, you know, too hurt because <laughs> I did. But I definitely couldn't just sit around and watch like everyone else because everyone else is watching and I could not stand that. And it hurt that, you know, the girl didn't even feel heard. She felt like, you know, we were just trying to, you know, dismiss the fact that he had touched her. And that was the complete opposite. We, you know, we understand that this is wrong. It is. It is not acceptable and it's not tolerable to let someone touch you without asking. And what we wanted her to understand is that violence isn't the answer. It isn't. 
you shouldn't fight people just because of the situation. There's a better way to handle it. Me, I'm, you know, I speak of this now, but I probably would have slapped the shit out of him if he touched me or if anyone touched me. It, I don't tolerate it. And that's just me being, you know, in self-defense. But, you know, fighting other girls and, you know, making them a part of the problem when they're, when they're not, it's just highly unnecessary. And it takes away from the idea, you know, the, the whole situation and the fact that you were harassed by someone and he's not getting any, you know, repercussions for it. And I know he isn't now because of this cycle. And that's the bigger issue is that he got away with it because, you know, people aren't strong enough to take this to police because one, you know, they may be dismissed for it. They may be ridiculed for it. Or, you know, there might be a fear that he'll do something again. And it's just little things like that that aggravate me being a woman is that we feel like we can't even do anything about being sexually harassed because of male misogyny and male hatred and male existence. (laughs) Oh, goodness. I just... I heard this too often. I really have. I've seen it online. My friends tell me about it. And I had enough. I really did. But why I normally don't is because most of the time I don't see it front hand, like first hand. I normally hear about it later. And it's sad. It's really, it really hurts me that I have to hear about these situations later, you know, after someone has died, or, you know, after they've been dealing with it for years at a time. And that's why I, I can't necessarily intervene because it's already been happening and I was like, I can't let it happen again. But other reasons why I normally don't is that normally I'm not in these settings. Like this is like probably the third party I've been to in my entire life. And they're very common at parties. A lot of the friends that I met you know, in Alabama who had experienced sexual assault had been harassed at parties and they got away with it because you know, they made excuses for their behavior. Oh, she, she had on this, you know, she said this and she said she wanted it. And it's like she or she was drunk. The worst, the worst. And though, you know, I didn't really like the scene of parties. I wish, you know, those were the events that I could have at least, you know, had support, supported these people in my life that were going through this. And I think another reason why I never really did like interact, like intervened is that I hate that I say this because it it didn't directly correlate to me and it shouldn't be about that and I feel like that's why a lot of people don't intervene it's like oh it's not my business and it's like it is your business if you're going to let someone get sexually assaulted without you know and everyone else is watching I don't want to be the person that's just watching I don't there are going to be situations where I know I need to you know mind my business and stay in my lane but you're going to be called to situations where you need to intervene and you need to teach people that this is not okay I feel like people need to do it, especially men. They need to intervene because women, especially young women, are not going to be strong enough. And if they are, kudos. I am so grateful and I'm so happy that you have built up this mental strength to do so. But men, if if women see men doing it, they're going to feel more confident because it's like, okay, now they actually recognize that they're doing dumb shit and here I am, you know. I've been harassed and now I feel supported by a community that doesn't necessarily do it all the time, rarely, if that, you know? So I feel like people need to start intervening in these situations. I feel like if you see it, it's just either, you know, it doesn't have to necessarily be what I did and like trying to just push a girl away from, you know, fighting someone that she didn't even know. But 
It could be, you know, letting, like calling the police or letting someone, you know, an adult know that's in the area, you know, that someone, you know, freaking harassed a girl. And it's just simple things like that that you can do to be, you know, a part of the situation in a positive way. Because being an instigator and being on the sidelines is not going to help anything. And it's going to keep, it's going to help, you know, prolong this cycle of prejudice against women. And it's just not how we got to do things anymore. It's 2019. This is too much. I, I feel like I'm... I'm annoyed that I have to keep talking about this, especially in this year, but people need to keep hearing it and people need to take responsibility for their actions. That's for sure. The bottom line of this podcast is men, you need to teach your men to do better. You do. You can't, you know, dismiss our experiences. You can't keep saying carry pepper spray and watch your surroundings and, you know, hope for the best because it's not going to work if you don't do anything about it. If you don't teach the men in your life that the behaviors that they're doing are wrong, they're disrespectful, they're disgusting, and that it needs to be fixed. Women do not deserve to walk around and feel uncomfortable in their skin, in the clothes that they wear, in the body that they're in, just because men don't know how to treat women correctly. I don't understand why this is still a concept. I don't understand why I still have to go through it being 20, when I've been going through it since I was, I don't know, 12, when I first started growing boobs. I, I, I don't understand why this has to be a cycle and why this has to be a prolonged existence of my life why it has to be a part of my life why does my why does misogyny have to be a part of every single girl's life why I, I really want to understand and I want men to understand that this is not how it's supposed to be <sighs> I'm breathing I really am because this stuff makes me so heated because it's it's unacceptable it truly is and I'm sure the girls listening to this can understand the amount of shitty ass behavior we deal with on a daily basis just because we are women and we decide to do things with our life that we want to do because you deserve to do everything you want to do with your life no matter what anyone says. You deserve it. This is your life. You're not going to live long. That's just a part of it. And you deserve to do everything you want and not worry about what you're wearing and how it's going to affect you know, the attention that you get when you walk outside. I hate that I have to do that. I do. I have to think a little bit. Hmm, am I going to get too much attention by, you know, disgusting men? Are they going to start commenting on my ass because I'm wearing a tight dress? I hate that I have to think about that because I might get harassed for what I want to wear. You know, it's little things like that. One thing I can take away from this is that, you know, when I was discussing it with Timothy, I really grew closer to him from this because, you know, I really, I'm so grateful to him because he's so, you know, knowledgeable about, you know, the oppression that is woman's existence and you don't meet a lot of people like that and you're not able to connect with a lot of people that I'm not I'm not able to connect with a lot of women you know and that's the worst part is that I can connect to him more about misogyny than you know women in my circle because they just haven't built up the autonomy and the self-certainty to understand that this is oppression and not something they have to deal with this something this is something that they shouldn't not have to deal with for any point in their life and I just pray that you know my daughters in the future don't have to deal with this shit I really grew you know closer to Timothy because of the situation because one we understood how we reacted in situations which is important and we understood our values when it came to these you know incidences because they're going to happen often 
And it was it was great to see how we would react, you know, calmly and, you know, trying to be peaceful and, you know, in a mediating tone so that way no one felt threatened to, you know, continue uh, the fight and make it escalate. It, it ended so quickly. Like as soon as we started moving people out and we're like, hey, can you, we understand that you're upset, but, you know, we want you all to go home, you know, to like, go, you know, go eat chicken nuggets or something, go out and go get some food. But it was just like we we worked really well together to make sure that everyone got home safely. And it was just really nice to understand that I have, you know, such a great partner in my life that knows how to delegate situations and knows how to appreciate women for who they are and what um, they offer to this world. What I learned from this situation is that I can no longer tolerate this anymore. I really repress a lot of the anger and frustration that I have when I leave the house and interact with these, you know, so-called men. And I've had it. I really have. And I should deserve to wear everything I want to wear and, you know, say everything I want to say and ignore everything I want to ignore because I don't have to respond to your compliment. I don't have to respond to anything that you say because it's my decision and it's my life. I am not a tool. I am not your object to be toyed with. I am not, I'm not yours. And that is something I want to really pride myself in as a woman is that these are decisions I can make and these are decisions that I have, even if it seems difficult in a world that we live in, is that I can make the decision to do whatever I want in this life. Okay. I wanted to thank you guys for listening in. This is such a deep topic for me. It is so important for men to take responsibility and call their friends out and their bullshit. If you don't, it just really makes the situation worse and it makes women feel inferior and makes them feel like they've done something wrong when in actuality it's just internalized misogyny and feeling inferior to men and that we have to succumb and we have to lessen ourselves to feel like we are valid in this life because we are so valid and we are so strong as individuals and that's something that men need to understand and men need to take into consideration if they want us to be a thriving part of society. I truly appreciate you all listening today and this is something that I can't wait to continue because I had I honestly had a lot of fun. I I like doing this and I like feeling like this is a conversation because it is and this is something that we should always discuss be it, you know, in a positive light or like moving towards the future or, you know, addressing it now and the negative parts because discussing it is going to make it known and going to make it a problem that we need to fix. So thank you so much for listening to my first episode. Uh, please subscribe. I think there's, there's going to be a subscribe option to, you know, follow me on Spotify and on the app that I'm using to post my podcast. And I plan to do this around every two weeks. I think that's my plan. And it'll be on Tuesday mornings. And you'll be able to listen to topics ranging from, you know, artist features and entrepreneurial ideas, lifestyle, wellness and self-care, a range of things. And I just really look forward to talking to you guys more about, you know, my life and how my uh, experiences can really impact the lives of many and I hope it does and I hope that you've been inspired today so enjoy the rest of your weekend bye